0: Hello, and welcome to the history of Haiti. So last episode... President Petion of the Republic of Haiti, which controlled the southern part of Haiti, ordered the Senate of the Republic of Haiti to disperse. In this episode, I will begin by talking about Lamar and the Northwestern War, but then I will shift gears to go on a bit of an extended tangent to talk about the eastern two-thirds of the island of Hispaniola, where a war was being fought between the Spanish and the French. I left off the war in the Northwest last week with Lamar having won a surprising victory over Christophe in the mountains of port and with Petion having retreated from his campaign towards St. Mark. Now that the threat of Petion invading from the south was temporarily extinguished... Christophe could turn all his attentions toward Lamar and the ever-rebellious Northwest. With Petion's latest campaign North having failed, and understanding that the combined weight of all of Christophe's forces in the North and Artibonite were about to be placed on him, Lamar decided to retreat west from the mountains that surrounded Port-au-Prince to his bases in the ports of John Rebel and Mose saint nicolas Eventually, Lamar abandoned Jean Rebel and concentrated all his forces at the easily defensible Mole Saint-Nicolas. Lamar had very limited supplies, soldiers, and food, and he was only surviving because of regular shipments of supplies and food from Pétion. Christophe began to besiege Moles Saint-Nicolas. In the early morning hours of January the 13th, Christophe's forces, under the command of, among others, General Romain, launched a surprise attack on Mole Saint-Nicolas, They took control of the gate and entered the city. They attacked one of the main forts of the city, but it had been warned of the attack and was able to defend itself. When dawn broke, it became obvious that General Romaine was very weak, and so Lamar's forces attacked and brutal street fighting ensued. Lamar's soldiers took no prisoners to deter further attacks. The streets filled with corpses. Lamar wrote to Petion that one of the streets, quote, "...no longer presents anything but the appearance of a vast cemetery." Unquote. Romain's forces were routed and left Mol and Nicola, but despite this defeat, Christophe continued his siege of Mose and Nicola. Meanwhile, in the southwest, the Gaumont insurgency continued. Insurgent bands, mostly loyal to Gaumont, had spread relatively far. Gaumont had even begun raiding and attacking coastal villages and ports. Gaumont's insurgency had become an actual problem for the Republicans in the South, but instead of facing Gaumont in an open battle, the Republicans tried to figure out how to trap Gaumont. They offered to negotiate with him, and Gaumont and some of his followers met with a Republican commander, but that Republican commander ordered his soldiers to storm the building in which he was parlaying with Gaumont, hoping to arrest or execute Gaumont. Gamon himself narrowly escaped, but many of his soldiers were not as lucky, and were killed. It has been a while since I talked about events on the Spanish side of the island, so I will recap what has happened a bit. Before the Haitian Revolution, the eastern two-thirds of the island, which is the modern-day Dominican Republic, had been the Spanish colony of Santo Domingo, while the western third had been French. In 1795, as Toussaint Louverture was rising to power in Haiti, the Spanish had given Santo Domingo to the French. After the Haitian War of Independence forced the French out of Haiti, a French general named General Ferrard invaded Spanish Santo Domingo and took power there. Dessalines tried to invade Santo Domingo, but he was stopped at the capital city and namesake of the colony, confusingly also called Santo Domingo. Initially, the local population supported General Ferrard, but then General Ferrard and the French began dismantling the Spanish Catholic Church, infuriating the local, deeply Catholic Spanish. What triggered the Spanish in Santo Domingo to revolt was events back across the Atlantic. In 1808, Napoleon, Emperor of France, invaded Spain and imprisoned the Spanish monarchy. The Spanish government that temporarily replaced the Spanish monarchy, sent orders to the Spanish colony of Puerto Rico to try to cause a revolt in Santo Domingo. The governor of Puerto Rico did this, and with his prodding, in the fall of 1808, small revolts in Santo Domingo were able to crop up. These insurgencies were aided by many allies, specifically the British who wanted to expel the French from the Caribbean the previously mentioned Puerto Ricans, and both Petillon and Christophe, who contributed supplies to these insurgents, hoping to expel the French from the island. Learning of these revolts, General Ferrard sent somewhere around 200 soldiers to quell these uprisings. But this small army of soldiers attacked about 200 rebels, and was badly beaten in a great victory for the rebels. After this victory, which told everyone that the insurgents might actually be able to beat the French, the rebel armies practically doubled overnight. One of the main rebel armies was under the command of a guy named Juan Sanchez Ramirez. Juan Sanchez Ramirez was born in 1762 in the Spanish colony of Santo Domingo. He moved to Puerto Rico when Toussaint Louverture invaded Santo Domingo, but he returned to Santo Domingo to help begin the insurrection. He rose to command one of the rebellious armies. After learning that the insurgency was growing, General Ferrard and about 500 soldiers marched to battle the rebels. As this happened, Juan Ramirez and about 1,800 soldiers under his command marched to meet General Ferrard. The two armies met at a place called Palo Hincado. Before the battle, Juan Ramirez gave a motivational speech to his soldiers. The two armies met on November 7th. The French began with an attack on the center of the Spanish, which failed. The Spanish cavalry then attacked the French and absolutely crushed the French forces. A confusing melee, if it could even be called that, broke out between the Spanish and French, and the French were badly beaten. In only ten minutes, the French army was destroyed. Almost all of the French were either killed or captured, and the few who were not fled in every direction. General Ferrard himself escaped the battle, fleeing far away from the Spanish. Depressed at his complete failure, General Ferrard committed suicide because of the battle. The Battle of Palo Hincado gave the Spanish control of the entire colony, with only two exceptions. The French army was gone, General Ferrard was dead, and they controlled almost all of the country. The only two places that remained under French control were the Port of Samana, which would be captured by the English and given to the Spanish, and the city of Santo Domingo. But Santo Domingo was a hard nut to crack. It had good fortifications, and it still had French soldiers in it. So, Ramirez's army besieged Santo Domingo. While the siege of Santo Domingo began, tensions began to open up among the Spanish. All of the Spanish could unite to say that they did not want the French ruling the colony of Santo Domingo, but many of them could not agree on what would come next. Some wanted to put themselves back under the rule of the Spanish monarchy, while others wanted to unify with Henry Christophe, and yet others wanted to unite with Alexandre Pétion and his Republic of Haiti. Some even wanted independence for the colony, so it was decided that a national junta would be called to decide the question. Across the colony, electoral assemblies convened to elect delegates for the national junta. On January 17th, this national junta met at a small city just outside of Santo Domingo. They decided to declare the colony to be loyal to the Spanish monarchy and elected Juan Ramirez to be captain general of the colony. The siege of Santo Domingo dragged on for months. There were several battles in which either the Spanish would attack the city or the French would attack the Spanish camp, often capturing new positions. The French were mostly successful, once even killing 230 Spanish in a single battle, but this did nothing to change the overall war. The Spanish came up with the idea to starve out the French, and so with the help of the British they tried to blockade the port of Santo Domingo several times, but many of these blockade attempts either ended quickly or were not effective. Eventually, the English began a much more effective blockade and landed soldiers to help the Spanish besiege Santo Domingo. At this, with their supplies depleted, in early June the French decided to negotiate with the English about withdrawing. After about a week of negotiations, it was decided that the French would be returned to France in exchange for English POWs being released. So the French left Santo Domingo, permanently leaving the island of Hispaniola. Juan Sanchez Riveras entered Santo Domingo on July 11th. He would rule Santo Domingo as a Spanish colony until 1811, and it would remain a Spanish colony for another decade after that, before a brief independence and its conquest by Haiti. So that extended tangent is now over, and next episode, we will return to Haiti to watch the war in the Northwest begin to end. <laughs>